everyone, and welcome back to Allentown Presents. It is officially March, which means it's Musical March. Ooh. Hooray! Some of my favorite things are musicals in the whole world, and a lot of my friends are in theater and love musicals as well, so this is going to be a fun month for us. Uh, I'm here with Regina and Jess. Hi, everybody. Hello. And today we started our musical march with Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. <laughs> this movie was... Uh, made in 2007, it starred Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter. Um, it was directed by, anyone have a guess? Tim Burton, of course. He's the only one who ever does anything with the two of them. Real. <laughs> and it's dark and twisty, just like Tim Burton's brain, so it worked perfectly for him to be doing, to be attached to this production. This movie runs about two hours long. It's just shy of two hours, uh, which is actually pretty short for a musical. Most musicals are like three hours. Really long, yeah. Like two and a half, three hours long. So this is significantly shorter than many musicals. Um, yeah, the basic story of this movie, or of this musical, is this character, Sweeney Todd, is married and in love has a beautiful wife and daughter and this judge who is in high power decides that he wants the wife for his own so he has Sweeney Todd basically deported and forced out so that he can take over and kidnap the wife and force her to love him and she doesn't so Sweeney Todd leaves and then he comes back 15 years later to get his revenge on the judge and chaos ensues, and he murders a bunch of folks. That's it. Demon Barber. He claims that he's going to give everyone a nice shave and then just slits their throats. And <laughs> that's, pretty much sums it up. <laughs> that's pretty much what this musical is about. Uh, there are a couple of other storylines involving his daughter and um, another boy, like a guy that loves her. Or thinks that he loves her. I don't know. They like see each other for like a minute and then they're magically in love. Like most musicals. Love at first sight. Like most musicals. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, you're in that window over there. I love you. <laughs> and uh, there's another storyline with Mrs. Lovett, who is Helen Bottom Carter's character. She runs a pie shop and it's in despair. And then Sweeney Todd shows up and starts killing folks. And then... Surprise, they have meat. <laughs> Gross. Gross. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty much what this entire musical is about. Um, it's been on, I don't know when it came out in, on Broadway, but it's kind of sure. old, isn't it? In the yeah, 70s. it's been out for a while. Yeah, in the 70s. Um, it's a, it's written, was written by uh, Stephen Sondheim, who also did Into the Woods and a whole bunch of other musicals. If you like musicals, I'm sure you have heard at least one thing by Stephen Sondheim. The dude does everything. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Sweeney Todd. Check it out. If you have not seen it, check it out. It was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. Um, a lot of people that I know that are involved in music didn't necessarily go see this movie when it was in the theater because they were reluctant because of Johnny Depp like Johnny Depp's casting because mm -hmm. up to this point we hadn't heard Johnny Depp ever sing mm. like not really he sung in quote unquote sung in Cry Baby but that was not ever his voice it was like ju like 
a recording that he just lip synced to in Sweetie Talk or in Cry Baby. Mm. So no one really knew if he could sing, and everyone was like, mm, "Just because it's Tim Burton doesn't mean it has to be Johnny Depp." Right. <laughs> so a lot of people that I know didn't go see it um, when it came out, but it did well. Enough people were interested because it had Johnny Depp and didn't really know, you know, didn't care one way or the other if, how well he sung, I guess, to go mm-hmm. see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I was pleasantly surprised in watching this because I had never seen it before and I was shocked at how well he sung and I'm actually surprised that he hasn't done more musicals because of how well he did in this. Yeah. Like, I won't, I'm not going to say that it was gr- like great he's like clearly not broadway you can hear it in his voice that he's not a not normally a singer or not normally a broadway singer he doesn't have that like really strong voice of a broadway actor right but he does have a strong voice i liken it i guess to uh hugh jackman maybe no hugh jackman's more broadway like hugh jackman's definitely no 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 like um other guy from lamez but Hugh did awful. Oh, better Russell. than better than Russell Crowe, but similar. Like no one knew that Russell Crowe could sing, and then he sang, and it was like, oh, all right, that was okay. Yeah, yeah. not <laughs> awful. <laughs> John, Johnny Depp definitely did better than Russell Crowe, because <laughs> Russell Crowe's performance was yeah, rough. Like, like compared to maybe like Lynn, you know, because like he can still do stuff. Lynn Manuel not, Miranda. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he's not really like a singer right. so much. He can sing, but he's not really a singer. Lin-Manuel Miranda's more of a, a hip-hop artist. Like Yeah, but I mean... It's more spoken word than it is sung. He's, he's sung like numbers in his yeah, yeah. his musicals, though. Yeah, but it's... Yes, his talents... That's not his number one thing. Yeah. Yeah, same with Johnny Depp. I mean, Sweeney Todd is meant to be creepy as fuck, and... Johnny Depp knocks it out of the water. Right. Like, this is... Like, if Edward Scissorhands had regular hands and grew up in London, (laughs) that's what this movie was. Or if he had, like, razors for hands and grew up in London (laughs) instead of Scissorhands. Right. Yeah. Edward Razorhands. That's what this movie is called. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Yeah, it's just... It's Johnny Depp being dark and creepy... Accompanied by Helena Bonham Carter, also being dark and creepy, and other folks. Right. Uh, also in this movie, Alan Rickman. He does a pretty good job at being an asshole <laughs> and surprises as a singer. Like, I didn't know that he could sing at all because yeah. I've never seen anything where he sings. Yeah. And he, I even had to look it up. Like, has he done any other musicals? And he had done a couple of other things, like, I guess, earlier in his career. Mm-hmm. But it was things that I've never heard of. Like, shows that I've never even seen. Or movies from, like, the early, early 90s that yeah. just, like, weren't huge successes. You know, no nothing like Die Hard. Like, Die Hard scale or yeah. anything like that. But I guess he'd done some stuff. And he did really well in this. And then there's, like, a kid uh, who plays, like, the assistant in the pie shop and all of us like the kid's voice is very similar to the kid who plays Gavroche in the Les Mis movie Mm -hmm. and weirdly the kid in Sweeney Todd didn't do anything else that had to do with musicals yeah which was really odd like how did they find this kid and how was he not like playing Gavroche on the West End like 
where do you just pick up a kid who sounds just like that? Right, right. Like, <laughs> well, his entire what filmography? Yeah, there he, wasn't had, much he did there. three things. Yeah, <laughs> it was so weird. That's not very common for someone, especially in a musical, who does well. Like the kid did really, really well. I would argue probably the strongest vocally in this entire show, or in the entire movie at yeah. least. Like, yeah. yeah, he did really, really well. All right. Uh, what was your guys' favorite character or song or both? <clears throat> My... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go for it. Um, I've always loved um, Pretty Woman. I always think just the um, just the way that their voices blend together and they're obviously talking about two different things. Um, and I just think that just the imagery of what they're talking about is really important and... It just makes me more excited to see what's going to happen. Um, yeah, I think that's one of my favorites. Yeah, that's, I, that's so good. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to change it up. That was what I wrote down as my favorite, but I'm going to change it up just so we have a little different. I love the song Little Priest. Yes, uh, me too. <laughs> so there's a, there's a part where they kind of come where... Mrs. Mrs. Lovett and Sweeney Todd come to the realization that they could be working together. Like, he'll kill the people, she'll cook them up and put them in pies. And they're singing this song about it. Where it's a really happy song, too. It's very happy and bouncy, <laughs> and it's very, like, you can hear the, the Sondheim in it. Like, the Into the Woods is, like, bouncy and, and happy-go-lucky. But she's talking about, like... You could kill a priest, and I'll put him in a pie, and he'll taste this way because right, he's, right. because he's you know a man of God. Or you could kill like the grocer, and he'll taste this way because of this. And it's just like the lyrics are really disturbing, mm-hmm. but the sound, like the music, and uh, just the way that it's done is really really cool. And Helena Bonham Carter does great. So also surprising voice. Like, I mean, she's done a few quite a, or. She's done a few musicals, like, parts in musicals, Mm -hmm. but she typically has played, at least that I've seen, like, a background character, like, a not, not the main character or secondary character. She's, like, way in the back. Like, in Les Mis, she played, um, the innkeeper's wife, and she has, what, like, a song? Like, half of a song? Yeah. They come in... They come in, like, twice. A little later, yeah. They come in, I think she has two, two songs, or two parts... In two different songs. It's not much at all, yeah. It's not very much. And Helena Monoparty's voice is really, really strong. And her part is really funny and really good in Les Mis. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. She did great in this, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I think she's probably my favorite character in this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't. I wouldn't say in the show, but in the movie, she's my favorite. Because she just wants to be, like, loved. Mm-hmm. And to, like, have like a family like right. type feeling and she starts she like f- has fallen in love with Sweeney Todd she like picks up this orphan boy off the street and is like okay well now you're my kid mm-hmm. and she just forms this like fantasy of a family um with these two kid two people who don't necessarily care so much about her and i don't know it's really interesting yeah. you can hear it i it, she has a song towards the end where the, the, like, dream sequence, where, like, oh, on the beach the and stuff. Yeah, by yeah. the sea. Um, that's a good one, too. That's a good song. And you really get to see, like, all the things that she's hoping for, like, to come out of the relationship. Like, okay, well, soon we'll be done with the murders, and we can just, like, 
move on with our lives and be a Try happy to be couple. Normal, yeah. I mean, if he was really thinking about it, I mean, Mrs. Levitt's the ultimate ride or die. Like, she will do anything for yeah. you. I mean, she'll she'll get rid of the body. She will legit be your person. Yeah, she and sure did. I'm like, she's yeah. amazing. Yeah, she she was awesome, man. She did lie about something major, though. Yeah. Like, that's, that is That was rough. That was just, rough. <laughs> yeah. Just tell yeah. somebody, you yeah, know, yeah, this yeah. person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, okay, so here's some spoilers, because we're going to, like, tell you about what happens at the end of this film. So, if you haven't seen it, stop listening now and go watch it, and then start listening again about <laughs> here. All right, so Sweeney Todd shows up. Back in London, he's ready to get his revenge. He's trying to find his daughter and his wife. And he meets Mrs. Lovett. And Miss Lovett, like, goes into this long explanation of what happened. It's a whole song sequence. And basically tells Sweeney Todd that his wife uh, poisoned herself, drank poison, and that the judge kept his daughter Joanna as his ward. As his ward to, like, raise her up. Right. So Sweeney is like trying to kill the judge or trying to find the judge to take his revenge and ends up um, not being able to do it the first time he comes in contact with the judge. So he has to wait it out basically until the judge will come back and do it or like so he can take care of it. And Joanna is trapped basically by the judge. Not she won't. He won't let her out of his sight, basically, Mm -hmm. even though she is, like, in love with this other kid who Sweeney knows from his boat ride back to London. Anthony. Anthony. And eventually, they all end up in the same place at the same time. Joanna's about to run away with the guy, uh, with Anthony, and Sweeney Todd finally gets to get his revenge on the guy. On the judge, mm-hmm. which is Alan Rickman's character, and this like the creepy culmination of it is intense. He just like slits his throat and is whatever, and then dumps him down the little slide Shoot. thing that they yeah. created, which is insane to me in Crazy. like eighteen hundreds London. Yeah. <laughs> so he kills the judge and the the judge's like henchman guy and this old beggar woman who was like she's been trying to let everyone know that Sweeney Todd and Mrs. Lovett are doing bad things. And so he kills all of them in quick succession because she they don't want anyone to know what's happening. Then he goes downstairs uh, where the bodies end up and finds um, the beggar woman and uh, the judge. And the judge is still, like, kind of alive and grabs on to Mrs. Lovett. They make sure that he's dead. Like, they take care of him. And then he goes to the beggar woman and notices that her hair is blonde and looks at her face more closely because this whole time she'd kind of been like with a hood up and all covered up. And he finds out that it's his wife. Mm -hmm. She didn't die when she drank the poison. And he basically murdered his own wife who he had come back to see, you know, after 15 years or whatever. Right, right. And then he gets upset because Mrs. Lovett had said that his wife had poisoned herself. And Mrs. Lovett's like, technically I never lied. I didn't say that she died. You just assumed that. I just said that she took poison. Right. Which is fucked up. Like, come on. And Sweeney Todd is like, what the fuck? And he goes crazy and he pushes her into the fucking oven and kills her. It's awful. Yeah. And then the kid 
who was down in who they had locked down into that little basement area. Who discovered that who they dis- were discovered they were people. <laughs> yeah, discovered they were putting people in pies. Um, he was hiding because he didn't want to get caught, and he comes out at the end after. Uh, Sweeney Todd basically kills his adopted mom mm-hmm. and is like, oh, hell no, and slits Sweeney Todd's throat, and the movie ends there. In the musical, the like uh, stage version, you do see at the end that Joanna and Anthony get to leave together, and you would just assume that they live a happy life together, but they don't show that in this movie. Like, you never get to see that re- resolution. You just kind of assume that it happened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what happens in this movie. Everybody dies, basically. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Except the two, the yeah, two the, lovers. Except the two lovers. The demon Barbara... F- and the kid. The demon Barbara Fleet Street. Everybody dies. It's like Les Mis. The two kids live and everybody else dies. <laughs> oh, and, you know, half the other musicals in existence. <laughs> For real. At least the ones about death. Yeah. <laughs> everybody dies. Okay, uh, who is your least favorite character, or what's your least favorite song in the show? Uh-uh. <laughs> the Greenfinch and... What is it? What is the name of that song? Greenfinch and the Neverland. That is the name of the song? But yeah. That's not necessarily my favorite one. Yeah. Which song is that? Is that the one the where one that Joanna sings. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ugh, gross. That's definitely my least favorite, too. <laughs> That's probably the worst casting in this entire movie was Joanna. Like, she was pretty, and she did have the, like, really light blonde hair that the character's supposed to have. Mm-hmm. But, like, they could have picked someone who could sing better. Not so airy. Her voice was really, like, she was clearly used in her head voice. Like, she was way up there, and it just was, like, not good. If you did not like Amanda Seyfried's role in, or singing in Les Mis, you will not like this person's, this woman's singing in this movie, because it's very similar. I don't know why they didn't get someone who, like, like a true soprano who could sing this without sounding so, like, whiny and airy, but who knows. Yeah, that's my least favorite, too. What about least favorite character, anyone? I would definitely have to say Judge Turpin. Um, just coming from like doing the musical, like there's a lot that there's not in this movie about him. I mean, he's really pervy. Yeah. He's, I mean, just the way he looks at Joanna. I mean, just everything about his character as a whole is just awful. And I'm glad that they didn't include him reading the Bible and whipping his back and and pretty much jerking off to Joanna because that's pretty disgusting. I wouldn't have wanted to yeah. see. Alan Rickman do that, but yeah, his character is awful. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad he died. Not Alan Rickman, the character. I mean, yes, not Alan Rickman, <laughs> just Turpin. Oh, sad. Uh, yeah, uh, in case you hadn't noticed, like, half the cast of Harry Potter is in this movie. Uh, we have Alan Rickman as Judge Turpin. We have, um, I don't know his actual name, so I'm gonna go with, Creepy uh, guy in every single movie. <laughs> Creepy guy? Yes. Um... Damn it, now I can't... Peter Pettigrew. He's he's called the Beetle in this. Yes. Peter Pettigrew the Rat is called Beetle. He's like the henchman of Alan Rickman's character. Um, (laughs) Helena Bonacarter, of course, our own Bellatrix Lestrange. And then Johnny Depp, who was not in the original Harry Potter, but has been in the Fantastic Beasts. And he plays Grindelwald. 
Sorry, spoiler alert if you haven't seen fucking Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> but it's been years, so get on it. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, like a ton of, you know, it's it's takes place in London, in Britain. So, of course, just hire everyone, all the same, like, ten actors that are in everything. <laughs> <laughs> it was like half of an episode of Doctor Who. Like, right, everyone. everyone right. <laughs> just everyone, all the same people. Every time. All right, so how do you guys feel that the movie compared to the musical, like the stage version of the musical. I think Jess would have a little better input because she was a part of it the last time we did it in Selma. But I know earlier you were talking about more of the ensemble um, aspect of it all and it not being a part of the movie, you know, those parts. But I think that's interesting that they decided to just go with you know, the main... Yeah, the, like, four characters. Yeah, there's just Yeah, I, I guess, honestly, I didn't... I felt like there was a lot missing, especially with some of the bigger ensemble numbers, like um, uh, God That's Good and Mr. Pirelli's Elixir song. Like, there's just so... There's so much dialogue that happens, and then I just felt like the, the characters in the movie that were just, like, bystanders, there wasn't anything electric or fun about them and I know it wasn't about them per se but just the parts that were missing in the songs for me it felt like it was lacking um yeah and that was the reason why I auditioned for the show because I was like even if I don't get cast as any of these lead characters the ensemble is a major part of the show yeah um and the life of it yeah it's like they took the musical which normally would have like it has what like 20 people in it mm-hmm. the musical they took the 20 people and they pared it down to just the like top five characters that have like solo singing parts and then everyone else is just background actors like they didn't do there was no singing no dance numbers no nothing and in the actual musical there is a lot of outside interaction especially the asylum scene that's such a fun scene and then it's narrowed down to nothing it's just most people when they see that show that's one of the biggest numbers they remember yeah that's the only thing i remember not really but that's one of the big things I remember because you screamed at me, <laughs> and it was horrific. <laughs> so Jess was in a production of this uh, last year, two years 2018, ago. 2018, I think. Okay, so two years ago, Jess was in a production of this, uh, a local production, and she played, she was part of the ensemble, and we went and saw it, and it was fucking great. Selma, shout out to Selma Art Center, they did great. And in the... Um, asylum scene, all of the ensemble members are dressed just like crazy and they come into the audience and like, I don't know, are meant to scare you. They're just like freaky and, you know, crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not, a, not, a better, not a better way to really describe that. They're yeah. acting crazy and Jess did a thing where anyone that she knew that, like, if she knew that you were coming to the show and she knew relatively where you were sitting, she would, like, go out purposely and, like, scare you. (laughs) So she, like, came towards me and, like, barked at No, not barked at me, but, like... I don't know. I don't remember But, like, screamed at me. (laughs) Because they just, like, come into the audience and, like, scream at you like they're crazy and then, you know, go backstage or whatever. And it was fucking great like interactive uh theater all the way it was so good okay besides the ensemble missing were there and alan rickman's character being pervious fuck was there any other differences that you noticed 
uh, in this film, but to the musical, to the stage musical? Not so much. I mean, I felt like they did a pretty good job with making you feel for the characters. All right. What about memories? I mean, Jess scaring me is like the only memory I have of this show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you remember the first time you guys saw this movie? Do you remember the first time you heard Sweeney Todd? Like... Yes, actually, when this movie came out. I was a, I was living in the dorms at the time. And um, I just remember having like a long conversation, like a super funny conversation with my friend Lauren. Um, and at the end of it, because he's such a goof, like <laughs> he starts talking about, you know, Toby and just the whole situation of like, all this has happened in this show. And then all of a sudden it just is like, and then he's gone and it's over, you know, yeah. it's like all that just happened for him to get his revenge. And yeah. He got it. And then it was just done, you know, yeah. and it just is like, dude, that's insane. Yeah. I hadn't seen this at all until, um, Jess did it a couple years ago in 2018. And I saw the stage musical first And like I said, I remember Jessica scaring me, like, the shit out of me, Mm -hmm. and that was fucking great. Um, I do remember uh, some of the songs from the first time that I saw it. Like, some of the songs in this musical, like, stick with you for a long time afterwards because it's Sondheim, and they're just catchy as fuck. Right, It's like, the song Into the Woods, like, from Into the Woods, (laughs) the, like, not, I guess it's not called Into the Woods, what's this called? Like, the prelude or intro song it's like 14 minutes long and it's where uh james corden's like narrating it in on the cast album for the movie mm-hmm. james corden's like narrating it and he's talking about all these things that are like each of the individual players right. into the in the whole story and the song is 14 minutes long <laughs> i kid you not 14 minutes yeah, long there's a lot of people <laughs> there are a lot of people um and i don't rem- like from the first time I saw that movie or heard that musical, I don't remember a lot of what happens, like, musically in mm-hmm. it. Not, like, I had to watch and, or I had to listen to it quite a few times before I was like, oh, yeah, this and this and this about it. Yeah. But from the first time I saw or heard it, the only thing I could fucking remember from that musical was Into the Woods. <laughs> where they're just, like, towards the end of that intro song, they're just like, Into the Woods, Into yeah. the Woods, Into the Woods, just, like, over and, and over again. And, yeah, just over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, and this, some of the music in this musical is the same. Like, I can remember uh, A Little Priest. I remember that very distinctly from when we saw when I saw it live, mm-hmm. and uh, what's the other song? I I'm not good at the names of these songs, um, but there's a song that uh, Mrs. Lovett sings at one point uh, in the stage play that like was stuck in my head for days gotcha. after I watched it. I can't remember the name of the song, but it's very similar. What about you, Jess? Memories besides being in it? <laughs> Memories of. Of the movie or of being in it? I remember, um, this is really going to be weird and long-winded. That's all right. I remember watching Jersey Girl with Ben Affleck, and I remember his daughter in the movie wanted to do a musical for her show, uh, for her talent show, and she wanted to do Sweeney Todd, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then she ends up doing it, and it's really inappropriate for a school play. Or a school talent show. And then I was like, oh, wow, what's Sweeney Todd? And then years passed by. Johnny Depp is in it. I buy the movie, the 4 for 20 
at Blockbuster back in the day. Rest in peace, Blockbuster. Um, and I didn't want to watch it because I was terrified because at that time I was really scared of gore. And I just, it sat on my shelf for years. And then finally I watched it and I was like, this is great. I loved reading about Johnny Depp's, um, what he did to get prepared for the role vocally as well as Helena Bonham Carter because she had talked about extensively not feeling comfortable and feeling like, you know, Angela Lansbury is just a lot of big shoes to fill. Um, and then I just really enjoyed it. The blood was really not that bad. So, but it legit sat on my shelf for like two years before I watched it. Yeah. So for those of you concerned about the blood, I will say this movie is rated R. So don't watch it with your kids. Like this is not a kid friendly musical. Um, and that's a whole nother discussion that I would love to have (laughs) since the censoring of the Hamilton musical has been a topic of conversation lately. Long story short, Disney is going to produce uh, a version of the Hamilton musical, or of Hamilton, an American musical, and they're going to do basically what Les Mis did for their, like, 10-year anniversary, and they're going to do a really well-recorded version of, like, on Broadway. So they're going to film the original cast doing it on Broadway, and it's going to be great. And... A lot of people have shown concern or talked about the fact that Disney is likely to censor it because Hamilton is rated R or should be rated R if theater was rated the same way as movies. Um, But Hamilton does have some strong language and some, you know, suggestive things. Right. Right. Bye, Jess. Bye. (laughs) Uh, It does have some suggestive stuff in it and... There is converse, there's talks, like people are talking about whether or not Disney will end up um, censoring it. Mm-hmm. And I've seen both sides. Like, I can understand why some people would want it censored so that their kids can watch it because it is going to be produced by Disney. Right. But at the same time, Sweeney Todd, which is a huge success on Broadway or has been a huge success on Broadway in the West End and everywhere, was not censored. Like, this is a true version of what happens in the show. Right. And this movie is rated R because of that. Mm -hmm. This is literally a dude slitting throats, and there is blood everywhere. And then those bodies get put, get grinded up and put into meat pies. So, (laughs) this is like, this is very much like a Deadpool situation. Like, it should, this movie is not meant to be watched by children or shown to children in any way. Right. And Hamilton is not gory in any way. Like, there's no, not even any war. Like, they don't show any war or any real blood or anything like that. But there is some cussing in it and, like I said, suggestive stuff. Like, there's a sex scene of, like, I don't know. We, being part of the arts, are very much anti-censoring the arts. Right. Don't censor it. It's art. That's it like be, yeah. that's the purpose of art. It it's expressed the way that it was expressed, so let it be expressed that way. Yes. If you do not want your kids to to hear about bad language, blood, or blowjobs, <laughs> yes. don't take them to see it or don't let them watch it. Right. Wait make until them wait the until they're age. old enough. Yeah. Or pull the stick out of your ass and just let them enjoy it. Like And it, explain to them what you you know, yeah. protect them from. Yes, explain to them, like, oh, this is inappropriate, yeah. you know, don't go talking to your friends about it, you know, don't, 
we don't say these words, we don't do this, we don't right. do that. Like, if you show a child Sweeney Todd, like, you better explain to them, hey, don't slit throats. <laughs> like, basic human decency. Don't eat yeah. meat pies. Don't talk to strangers. There's a whole lot of don'ts in this movie for Definitely. kids. Like, don't do this, don't do that. I mean, in, in all honesty, I, I wouldn't necessarily show this to a child, at least, like, no. until they're, like, a teenager. Yeah, or... this is this is definitely high school appropriate, as long as your high schooler doesn't have a problem with blood. Right. Like, if they can handle, like, a scary movie, like, then this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is, there is quite a bit of blood. The blood in this movie is incredibly fake. Like they did not, Very. they did not try in any way, shape, or form to make this look like real blood. I think the intention was to make it look very, um, like kid painty, because this movie is in. It takes place in London in the nineteen nineteen in the eighteen hundreds. I want to say, um, probably I think it's the eighteen hundreds, and. Everything is, like, dark and dingy and dirty. Like, the yeah. whole thing is, like, that dark blue-gray color palette. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's clothes are gross. All the buildings are gross. There's not any really bright colors except right. for that one, like, picnic hallucination Even the scene. sky is always gray. Yeah, yeah the like sky just... is... It's, like, sad London. Right. Like, every movie you've ever seen about, like, industrial revolution time... Uh, London is what is happening in this movie. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like they chose the color, like the consistency of the blood and the color of the blood so that it would shine so brightly against the backdrop that it was on. Yeah, Yeah, the palette that it was on. Because if they had gone with regular blood color or like scary movie blood color, like that dark basically chocolate syrup. That deep yeah, dark red syrup color, it wouldn't have been so vibrant and so, like, boom, here's someone dying right. as it is in this movie. Because right. it definitely does pop against the backdrops and, like, on his shirt and every time that he cuts someone over, like, every time you see blood in this movie, it's very evident yeah. and also very fake looking. Yeah. It's, I don't know, part of me feels like maybe it was a stylistic choice, like, in terms of the artistry of it yeah. all. Um, and then part of me also feels like maybe it had to do with the, the filming of it all or like the, maybe the editing of it all. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know it was made in 2007, but, you know, yeah. kind of, it seems in some moments where those, that blood is like, you know, either trickling down somebody's neck or, you know, spl- like splatting out or whatever. Um like, catching that color, you know, in a certain type of light or yeah. with whatever kind of camera. Yeah. I'm curious to know a little bit more about that, you yeah. know, like, the, if that was affected. I'd be really interested in actually seeing an interview with the lighting designers for this for this film mm-hmm. because the lighting in this film is... I feel like it would be really difficult to light because the sets and everything are so dark. Mm-hmm. Everything's meant to be so dark. Mm-hmm. Like, they did do, like, the pale face on both Helena Bonham Carter and Johnny Depp to make them, partly to make them look, like, ghastly and ghostly, but yeah. also part of it is to, like, bring them forward in the light because everything is so dark around them. Mm-hmm. I'd be really interested to see what kind of cool lighting tricks they did in this movie in the filming of this movie to make them, like, stand out against 
all the craziness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Too. Speaking of bright colors, I just thought about it. The only other bright colors we see in this film are uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, his outfit. It's yep. like the only bright thing in this film. Yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen plays um, Pirelli. Pirelli. Um, he's an Italian barber, and he is dressed to the nines. Yeah. He's like in this teal and gold suit that's like way over the top fancy, and it's so bright against everything else that's happening. It's mm-hmm. like clearly he's out of place. Like you can see it. He doesn't fit in with what what everything that's happening around him. Right. That's pretty fucking great. Even the flag too that he uses. Oh yeah, to, yeah. He to, uses the he uses as the an Italian apron. flag as, the, as his apron. <laughs> Uh, Fucking great. Okay. Um, That's memories. Okay, so here's some fun facts about this film. Tim Burton only agreed to direct with Johnny Depp in the lead, of course. Um, But Sondheim feared that Johnny Depp's vocals would be too rock-oriented for the movie because Johnny Depp is in a rock band and sings in a rock band. So he had to do uh, a lot... Johnny Depp had to do a lot of training to build his voice up to be not so rocky rock sounding and change like had to change his voice so Sondheim would approve yeah and then uh to approve the casting of Helena Bonham Carter and to combat any rumor of nepotism because Carter and Tim Burton were married at the time and literally they he fucking cast her in everything um she sent Sondheim no less than 12 audition tapes of her singing uh, Sondheim was very impressed with her vocals and immediately approved uh, approved her. Mm. Um, for Sasha Baron Cohen's audition, he sang the entire score of Fiddler on the Roof for Tim Burton. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like the whole show. That's insane. Sasha Baron Cohen was that dedicated so he could sing his one song in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he was initially trying to be Sweeney Todd because I could see that too. Yeah. But yeah, he had to like prove himself. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter was pregnant throughout the whole film so they do a very good job of hiding it by her. So it's the 1800s so she's wearing like a corset um, and just like a like a wench's dress is how I would describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do you can if you pay a lot of attention to her costuming her waistline of her dress is very high so that the flowy, the big flowy part of her dress kind of covers up her belly. Right. Yeah. Let's see. What else? She waited. I don't know if she's seen it so far, but as of 2010, Helena Bonham Carter still had not seen the film because she doesn't like watching her own films. So who knows if she's seen it now. It's been an additional 10 years after that. But mm-hmm. the fun facts on IMDb only go to 2010, apparently. Uh, to prepare for, to play Adolfo Pirelli, Sasha Baron Cohen hired his personal barber as a consultant on shaving techniques and took up to 16 hours to learn how to handle a razor. So he, like, no joke for the one scene where he shaves a guy's face, he, like, went to town and actually learned how to do it. Wow. Yeah. Tim Burton insisted that the film be bloody, uh, as he felt the stage versions of the play cut back on the bloodshed. Uh, robbed it of its power. So he wanted this movie to be much more bloody than 
the versions on stage. And the versions on stage um, do a lot of really cool things with the blood. Like, a lot of it is fabric. Like, mm-hmm. people throwing fabric ribbons that are attached to their hands to show, like, right. the Find blood is coming out. ways Because uh, you have, you can't have just. to use blood packs. You can't use and... blood pa- I mean, you can use blood right. packs. But it's so much work to do that in theater because you have to clean it up every right. time. Right, then you'd have to in between, every day. In between scenes to... and, like. It's just too much because you can't risk someone falling in blood like on a stage. You right. can't risk there being any wet stuff on stage. Right. And it's just too much to do in between scenes. So Tim Burton was like, okay, well, we can't... I don't want to do what they do on stage. I want to make this very bloody and gory and gross looking. So mm-hmm. he did that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So the actress who plays Joanna was 19 when they filmed this movie. And the filmmakers um, initially did not want her to be Joanna because they thought that her she was too mature looking to pl- to portray a fifteen year old because Joanna's supposed to be fifteen in the film. So the actress sent over a bunch of headshots of her without any makeup on, and we're like, okay, yeah, we can cast you now because you look like a fucking child. Um, apparently, wow. <laughs> well, like, okay, so this so Joanna is very very blonde, like mm-hmm. like the. Platinum blonde, the most platinum blonde you can be without, like, dyeing your hair blonde. Like, right. that's, she's naturally really, really blonde. And with that comes the fact that her face has no eyebrows, like, or very, she has eyebrows, but very, very light eyebrows, like, you can't see them. So her facial hair on her face makes her look, like, when she doesn't have makeup on filling in those brows and stuff, makes her look very, very young. So in the musical, there is a version, there they sing uh, The Ballad of Sweeney Todd, um, at the beginning, and it reprises several times throughout the film and is sung again at the end. Um, and that was not in this film. Right. Like, they did not put that in the film, which was very sad. Yeah, you kind of lose some of the the moments like that um, when you jump into, like, movie musicals, you know? Because, like, even, you know, we're talking about Into the Woods... Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about this when we get there. But yes, like, I'm very excited about the words. Yeah, there are moments or songs that kind of move the action forward um, that are really fun to listen to when you're um, watching the live musical but are not incorporated into the movie because it's not necessarily needed, you know, yeah. um, with the way that they move the action along in the movies. So it's like weird, you know, Yeah. kind of comparing the two and seeing that happen. Hmm. Apparently there's a fifth person who is also in the Harry Potter world. Uh, the actor Jamie Campbell Bower was... Um, oh, Anthony Hope. He plays Anthony Hope. Duh, I'm dumb. I don't want to read anything. <laughs> I can't read. So the guy who plays Anthony in the movie was also Grindelwald. Oh, yeah, the one he's that like, jumps out the window. He's young Grindelwald. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's young Grindelwald. Not, oh, maybe he might have been the one that jumped out the window. He's the one, I'm pretty sure he's the one that jumps out the window. No, because he would have been really young, because Grindelwald jumps out the window in the third, uh, that's Prisoner of Azkaban. Well, this right? came out in 2007. No, 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 that's not Prisoner of Azkaban. I'm dumb. This six? In six, I think, or in seven. I can't remember which movie that is when he jumps out the window. <laughs> Well, it doesn't say. Uh, it doesn't say. It, it, just, doesn't... it just says that he was uh, Grindelwald. Okay. At some point. So that kid was also like a either young well, or really old pictures... Grindelwald. Was it... Which one is... Um, what's his face in? The professor that's the chair? And they go... Is that five or six? The professor that's the chair. When Dumbledore does the last... Oh, oh, that's six. That's six. 
So, yeah. What year did six come out? 2010? Nine? After this. Yeah. So my guess is that he's Grindelwald in the Harry original Harry Potter franchise, not Fantastic not the Beasts. New. Yeah, yeah, not Fantastic yeah. Beasts, but in original Harry Potter because I would assume that he's in the flashbacks of Dumbledore, like right, right, meeting him like as a young kid or whatever, and then later when he's all crazy and he jumps out the window at Azkaban. That's where I remember his face from when he turns and then he jumps. I think I'm. I think that is the same. Ooh, even worse. Anne Hathaway was almost cast as Joanna. Ooh. Mm-mm. If they had concerns that the girl who was in this was too old, Anne Hathaway was definitely too old in 2007 to oh, portray yeah. a 15-year-old. Yeah, no. She was too old in 2003 to portray a 15-year-old in fucking The Princess Diaries. Like, she was a grown woman right. playing Mia Thermopolis 15-year-old. <laughs> like, come on. Come on. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this is the first uh, musical where Johnny Depp actually sings. He was in a second musical, or a- another musical, a long time ago. My One of my favorites of all time, Cry Baby, in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't actually sing that fi- in that film. It's all, like, uh, lip syncing and other artists doing it because he was young and he didn't know if he, like... I don't know. They wanted a very specific sound, so they just took like the actual band that sung those songs and had and played them, and then all the other actors just pretended to be playing those instruments and singing those songs and stuff. So gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. No one is actually singing in, uh, in that show. I think maybe okay. Ricky Lake for like a minute. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Let's see. It was the Deathly Hollows. Oh, wait, Deathly Hall's yeah. part one? Yeah. So he's the one who jumps out of the... Mm-hmm. Okay. So he plays Old Grindelwald. Anthony plays Old Grindelwald. This is only the second of three Tim Burton films not to be scored by Danny Elfman. I mean... What was the first? Did the first was Ed Wood in 1994. Gotcha. And the third was Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children mm. in 2016. Have you seen that movie? I have not seen that movie. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, so you can't really use Danny Elfman in this instance because this right. is a musical. Like, the music was already <laughs> was, done. Is, yeah. You can't just be like, oh, hey, we're going to add you. We're going to have you come in, and you're going to redo this score that's already brilliant and well-known all across the world. Like, you don't just do that. That just makes me think of Family Guy in the, um, is it the Blue Harvest one? Where John Williams... They yes. get rid of John Williams and they replace him with Danny Elfman. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, you can't do that. You can't, you cannot. No, 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 no. Not okay. Uh, this is the sixth collaboration between Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. Uh, previously, they'd done Edward Scissorhands, which is basically this movie. Right. Um, except in London with Pie. And then Ed Wood, Sleepy Hollow, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the one from 2005, of course, and Corpse Bride. Um, and I think they've done several others since this movie came out, though I couldn't name them aside from the Alice in Wonderlands. Right. Those are the only two I can um, Dark right Shadows? Now. Was that Tim Burton? The one where Johnny Depp was like a vampire? I don't know. Yeah. So, I think that's pretty much it. Some of this is, some of the fun facts aren't very fun. But, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff about this movie. Um, the gore is like interesting it kind of ties into our other show because this is kind of horror-y though it's not scary i would say Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like there's a lot of tension that builds and it's like 
okay, who's he going to kill next? Like, is he going to take his revenge now? Like, when's he going to do that? Yeah. All right. Do you have a seven-word synopsis for this movie? <laughs> I was trying to... Trying to come up with one. Bed. Johnny Depp murders folks with a razor. Yes. That's mine. I'm going to do one for Jess since she had to leave to go to a work thing. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter is ride or die because <laughs> she was for sure in this film. <laughs> the whole Toby, cycle should, of revenge. Toby should play Gavroche in Les Mis. <laughs> Yes. That's where it is. The second this kid started singing, I was like, wow, he sounds just like Gavroche right? in every version of Les Mis that I've ever heard. It was very, very good. If the Into the Woods movie had been made 10 years before it was made, he definitely would have also played the kid from Into the Woods, yes. the little boy, Jack, um, because it's played by the same kid who uh, plays Gavroche in, in Les Mis. Nice. So... <laughs> Like, this kid could have done both, and it's interesting. Or all three, I guess. Um, but it's so weird that he was just like, nope, I'm just going to do this one thing with Johnny Depp and yeah. then be done. Yeah. Like, I'm giving up acting. <laughs> How do you do that? I don't I don't understand. You're like, you did this big hit movie with Johnny Depp, and then just like, I'm done. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of interesting, though, how a lot of, like, child actors who sing sound very similar in yeah. my opinion um i don't yeah. think i it's i think it's because child child voices are not Fully um developed, developed as well yeah. it's very hard to find like that's why well not why but why it's harder to differentiate like all the matildas mm-hmm. because for those of you who don't know very much about broadway um when there is a show now not, it didn't used to be this way, but now, when there is a show that centers around a child, like Matilda or Annie or anything like that, where the child is the main folk, like, the main character, Broadway and the West End now has three main actors or actresses mm-hmm. that play the one character in any given show. Right, they rotate out. Yeah, yeah, so during, so, like, one actress will sing the first, like, four songs, and then the next actor will sing the next four songs, and the last actor will sing the last four songs, um, d- all during the same pr- the same production. So any given night when you go see one of these shows, you're watching all three of the people who are Annie or Matilda or Billy Elliot or whoever, because it's too hard on people's, on little kids' voices and, you know, child labor laws and all of that stuff. So, yeah, that's difficult. I can't even imagine putting together, like, Matilda because you would have had to have, uh, not not just for Matilda alone, but, like, all the other people. Child actors. Yeah, but the, but the voice thing, like, kids' voices are all very similar, very similar timbres for the most part. Uh, and there's not a lot of differentiation until kids start going through puberty where their voice either goes higher or lower. But mm-hmm. all kids, like littler kids, all kind of stay at the same thing. Like if you tell them to sing, it all sounds the same, like boys, girls, whatever. Yeah. You can't really tell the difference. Um, so I think that's kind of why all of these kids sound the same, even though they have all clearly already gone through puberty because... You cannot really cast a kid who's going through puberty in a movie like this, in right. a musical. It's just not, not, it's, unless it's a movie about puberty, 
or a musical about going through puberty, you have to cast outside of that. Right. It's like, it's really unfortunate for kids like age 11 to like 14. <laughs> the squeaky age yeah. is like, you can't do anything. Like, what are you going to do? Because you can't just be singing like Dear Evan Hansen and then like your voice cracks. Like, you can't do that. It's got to be people who's who are past the squeaky crack phase. Yeah. And in the case of girls whose voice don't really ever squeak or crack, female voices do either go up a lot higher or a lot lower when they right. go through puberty. So you can't, you couldn't cast like a Matilda who's 13 and just hope, beyond hope, that some point during the show it doesn't go like, uh, what's the, the song, one of the songs in Matilda where she's like talking about, uh, like naughty, naughty, a little or, bit naughty. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't be like a little bit naughty, like <laughs> you couldn't just have that. <laughs> and it would, I mean, of course, it wouldn't be that drastic. But, yeah. But you wouldn't want that, so they do avoid that like little age gap, for the most part, unless it's like a show like Thirteen. There's mm-hmm. a musical called Thirteen where the whole premise is that they're thirteen and they're going through puberty, so right, they don't right. really care in that one. But they need to have, you know, you have to have people who. Whose voices aren't going to change. So I think it's because of that that was why everyone's voices are similar. Mm-hmm. But it is really, really odd that those this kid, Toby, mm-hmm. and Gavroche sound so similar. Yeah. Because both of those actors would have already gone through puberty. Right. I think. Definitely Gavroche had. The, well, the, kid, this, who, the yeah. kid who played Gavroche, this kid was only 12 so he was probably like just book. This was probably filmed just before he started. His voice started changing. Yeah, because um, you can tell he looks a little bit older than you know. Yeah, like a, a young young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kid. So this kid was probably like twelve. So he was like right on the cusp of his voice changing. But the kid who plays Gavroche, I'm pretty sure he was like fourteen, mm. which is weird because they sound so similar. Their voices, their timbres, like mm-hmm. it's the same. Like. If this if this movie had come out in 2017, I would have told you it was the same kid. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't have told me different. Right. Like IMDb, I would have been like, "You're lying. That's not that kid. It's the kid from Les Mis, and you're lying to me." Yeah. That's Jack from Into the Woods. How dare you? <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else to say about Sweeney Todd? I know we gone on like super tangents oh, about right. musicals because this this is gonna be this whole month, and I'm right. sorry if you don't like musicals, just skip over this podcast, the musical part of this podcast, because. I could talk, we could talk about musicals forever. All day. Like, <laughs> everyone I know loves musical theater, and we could just talk about it forever, so. Yes. Yeah, we might watch the uh, abomination that was Cats. Ugh. Uh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> we'll have to see. <laughs> Although I'm kind of curious just I to know, know I'm like. I'm curious about it, because everyone shat on it, and yeah. I'm very curious about it, because I don't know anyone who saw it, which is weird. Okay, so. Like I've said before, many of my friends are very into the musical thing. Like, we all go see productions. A lot of them, a lot of people have been in theater, and if not on stage in theater, uh, in the pit, like, doing the music for theater. So, a lot of us have, are well-versed in musicals. Mm-hmm. And when Cats was announced, everyone was like, the fuck? <laughs> Why? Because yeah. the Cats musical is so niche and, like, you have to love Broadway to be a fan of Cats, mm-hmm. I feel like. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've listened to the original Cats, like, the original Broadway recording, and I'm just, like, fucking confused every time. Because <laughs> it doesn't make 
sense. Right. And if it doesn't make sense to someone who consist like watches musicals on the regular, I don't know how they expected to fucking sell this to regular audiences. Yeah. They no. like peppered in a whole bunch of celebrities with the hopes of drawing people in. It was like Taylor Swift and um Judy Dench. Judy and, Dench and uh, Ian McKellen and uh but the who the fuck who else? else? <laughs> Rum Tum Tugger was like uh Jason Derulo, <laughs> and, and <laughs> nice. And uh, who's the other girl? She's oh fuck, American Idol winner, Dream Girls. Anika. No, um, uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Hudson. Hudson. Yes. Yeah, yes. she was in it too, and I'm just like, come on, like. I understand that this musical doesn't make any sense, but putting in a bunch of celebrities who may or may not be able to sing is not your best. <laughs> like, that was not going to get people into yeah, this. Yeah, not always a fix. So, most of the people that I know who are into musicals did not go see this because Cats is a clusterfuck. Right. And then the people I know who aren't into musicals who went and saw it because of the star power were like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. Everyone was confused because no one, I don't know a single person who understands what the fuck Cats is actually about. Um, aside from it just being like people dressed up as cats and acting weird. Yeah. Sure, why not? Like, yeah. <laughs> like to each their own, but that was not a wise choice for a musical. So, <laughs> so someday we're going to talk about Cats. If not this month, someday we're going to just sit down and we're going to watch that shit show yes, and then talk about it. <laughs> and compare it to every other musical. <laughs> <laughs> they actually did Cats when I was in high school, um, and I auditioned for it. Um, did you audition? Embarrassingly enough. For Rum Tum Tugger? With a, a Destiny's Child song. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not embarrassing, because Destiny's Child's great. I mean, yes. Were you like, going? It, wasn't, it was before I was like hit to the theater no, that's world fair. and how to audition. That's fair. It just was hilarious I mean, that's me. fair. Yeah. But, Rum I mean, they did it, and it was hilarious, cat. right? <laughs> uh, it's just so bad. It's, it doesn't make sense. It's like cat orgies, and who even knows? Yeah. But we're going to watch it, and we're going to let you know about it. So you can make your own decision on whether or not you're going to watch it, which is probably no. I'm sure you're going <laughs> to say no, but we're going to give it a shot for you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Sweeney Todd, it's great. Uh, don't show your kids, but you should watch it. Um, everybody in this movie does a surprisingly good job at singing. Like, who knew? Mm-hmm. I didn't know Alan Rickman could sing at all. I knew Johnny Depp could sing, but I didn't expect him to be able to sing, like, Broadway-y, like, right. st- like theater-y. It was very, I don't know, because I've heard him sing in his rock band, and it's, like, very, very different. His voice is very different. Also, Helen Ron Carter's surprise was really, really good, because this was... I mean, I guess she shouldn't have surprised me because I watched Les Mis. I've seen Les Mis before I saw this movie. Mm -hmm. But at the time when this movie came out, she did surprise a lot of people with the fact that she could sing um, so well. And that was really cool. It's a solid cast. Yeah. It's a good movie. Check it out. And yeah. If you have any questions or feel like shouting out at us, have a musical to suggest, you can hit us up on Twitter at AllentownPod. If you want to email us, you have a really long question or a story to tell us about something that we're talking about um you can email us at allentownpresents at gmail.com don't forget to like and subscribe and share and tell all of your friends we're on everything you can pretty much listen to podcasts on 
uh, yeah, check us out. And we'll see you again with our next musical very, very soon because musicals are my jam. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye.